0: This episode of Mummy Republic is brought to you by EveryPlate, a no-frills meal kit service offering simple yet tasty recipes and fresh ingredients delivered right to your door, all at an incredibly low price. How long until you have your baby? Uh, three weeks ago, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sending you so much support and love, and I'm here whenever you need it.
0: And end it there. Yeah. Don't add an at least. <laughs> that. Oh, that's... Oh, that- You don't have a right to see that child until they're ready for you to see that child. Can you please just continue packing my bags? Yeah. Because I didn't even know you. On behalf of all mothers, please stop. You've quickly realised your life is different to before. Long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor. Modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray. But trying as it is, we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's remove the stigma, talk candidly and have some fun. The more you listen, the more you'll realise you're not the only one. Right here, I promise, is where you'll find a safe space. So if you're looking for some mum life balance, you've come to the right place. So pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummies. Hello my friends, welcome back to another season of the Mummy Republic podcast. Ah, It has been a hot minute. I have missed you guys. Life has been so busy and crazy. There's been a lot going on, but I'm so pumped to be back and bringing you an incredible season. This one you will find is a lot more lighthearted. There's lots of laughs, lots of fun, but still lots of real talk, which is what we all need in our mum lives. But before we kick off onto episode one, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Every Plate, who offer the lowest priced meal kits in Australia. As a busy mum I'm interested in anything that's going to make my life easier and luckily after having the opportunity to try every plate I can safely say it ticks all the boxes for me and my family with simple tasty and affordable meals starting at only $3.98 a plate but today I'm making it even easier for you to make the decision to give it a go just use the code mummy republic pod to get 40% off your first box Bringing it down to two thirty-nine a plate, and twenty percent off your second and third boxes. You're welcome. Today's episode is on behalf of mums. Please don't say that. And I have my beautiful friend Crystal joining me today. Hi, Crystal. Oh, hey. Hey. Now, Crystal is a mum of two. She has Dash and Willow. And how old are they? Uh, Willow will be five in two
1: weeks. I think, and Dash was 12 weeks on Wednesday.
0: Oh my God, and he's so delicious. I'm just staring at him through the monitor right now. Oh
1: my God. He's such a squish.
0: He is such a squish. Now, I thought that you were the perfect person to talk on this topic because you've actually been through all of the stages and quite recently. So we know as mums, it can be really tough because when you're trying to fall pregnant, when you then fall pregnant, when you have the baby... The advice and the feedback and the awkward comments, they just keep coming, right? Oh, my goodness. The way that you just said that, like you just extended that and I was getting so anxious (laughs) with the more that you were talking just and I was like oh I feel it I feel it in my butt (laughs) I'm feeling really personally victimized by this episode it's true though but before we kick off and start talking about that and look we're going to talk about examples um, not only from Crystal and myself but also feedback that I've gotten through Instagram Um, but I do want to touch on something first and I think as mums we always compare ourselves and particularly if someone's on social media we tend to think oh this person's just amazing so I want to kick off starting with a little segment called have kids they said and being a mum of two I'm sure you've had those moments where you're like oh my god really this is parenting like this is my life like those real mum moments where you're like what is this oh
1: my goodness can we
0: have an example from you so people know that you are human Okay, you know how there's this
1: thing, it's like, tell me you're a mum without telling me that you're a (laughs) mum? Yes. That is literally my life. So, obviously, you've got a daughter that's a little bit older than Willow. Yeah. And uh, we are having the tantrums to get dressed for kindy at the moment. Oh, God. She can't even wear a certain type of undies because she's worried that someone's going to see these undies. I'm like, dude, they're undies. What are you doing? Are you running around with your undies out? No one cares.
0: (laughs) Like,
1: it's just, it's next level. There's tears, there's tantrums, and it's making me really anxious to get up in the morning. Oh, no. Because of this reason. Yeah. And then you got people that are like, just let her wear whatever she wants. And I, I'm a Virgo, and I just need all the things <laughs> to be perfect. So when she comes out in like a floral skirt mm-hmm. with the striped tights, I'm just like,
0: oh, Hurts your soul. Hurting
1: me really bad.
0: Like, it's horrible. It's so bad for me. And it's so funny, though, because Peyton is exactly the same. She's nine and she, you know, obviously she's older. She will straight out say to me, Mum, my style is just more casual than yours. And I mean, I get it, girlfriend, but if I buy you a really cute dress, like, just, just, can you just wear it every now and then? Like, the, she will wear the same shirt three days in a row. And I'm like, bro, you need, it's hygiene. Just stop. I feel stop. it. I feel, just it. Stop.
1: I feel it. And especially if you've like, you've seen a really cute dress at Seed. Yes. Okay. You've spent $40 mm-hmm. on this dress and you're like, that's going to be so cute. Mm-hmm. Especially in photos for Instagram. And then she's like, I don't even like that dress. And
0: you're like, oh, well, I'm going to give it to someone that appreciates it. Yeah. And then they rock out in, you know, the $3 Big W leggings and the $2 T-shirts. And I'm here for it. But it's like, can you just help a sister out? Just put the damn dress just on. Just wear it
1: just once, yeah. please. Yeah. So I,
0: haven't, I have to justify the $40 dollars i just spent. <laughs> it's funny, though, because I think that is the reality for most people. And then you sit on Instagram and you see all these beautifully dressed children. And you're like, how do you do that? Is it just for the Bryce. photos? Bryce. It's got to be. It's got to be. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You can't sit with us because our kids are wearing big Ws. <laughs> Take your seat elsewhere. It's like,
1: sorry, on Wednesdays we wear big Ws. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so they grow out of it so fast anyway. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of mums are going to resonate with that because I I feel you. That hurts my soul. Um, so, speaking of, of what we were touching on before, all of the advice that you get. And, man, it's like the second that you say something that's, kind of relevant to pregnancy or being a mum every other mum just feels this need to unload all of their advice on you and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad sometimes it's a combination but you were trying to fall pregnant with Dash for quite some time Mm. and I don't think I've ever told you this but you were the first podcast that I recorded yes yes you popped my cherry. Yes. You did. <laughs> and if you haven't listened, Crystal was in episode one. She spoke about her miscarriages. And it was such the way you did it was so beautiful. And I know that it resonated with a lot of people. And it's ironic because that was the day that we found out that we were pregnant.
1: I remember that. Actually, I, obviously, I didn't know. But I remember when you said earlier, like, later, you're like, I was actually pregnant then. And yeah.
0: I was like, what? And I bawled the whole way home. <laughs> I kept my shit together for the interview. I was like, I'm a professional. I can do this. And then in the car, I'm quite sure I put Adele on and I just had like a really big cry. Adele, <laughs> <But> <laughs> of all things you like, she just Anna like, Kimball's <laughs> <chance Yeah. laughs> <in your brain. laughs> Do you know what it is now, though? Now it is Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, She's a, I don't know, is she even 17? I don't know. She's a teenage girl. All these breakup songs. I'm very happy with Wait, is that married. the driver's. Yes, I drive, Dr- I yes. I definitely don't sound as good as <laughs> you when I sing it. Um, her whole album, I just get i get very emotionally oh. invested. I'm happily married, but clearly I've got a lot of feelings. You're just feeling it. Anyway, I've gone on a million <laughs> yeah. tangents okay. there. Um, yeah, so we had that conversation. And, you know, you do it when you're struggling to fall pregnant or even as soon as you say, yeah, we're going to start trying or, yeah, we're trying. And it can come up in the most subtle ways. Like you might not want to drink as much when you're out or you might not want to do something because you're like, no, we're trying to fall pregnant. Mm. It just starts. Did you find it was so much worse with Dash? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think as well because, like, I think when I spoke to you, I had had two miscarriages, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So since then, I had four. So I had an extra two. So I've had four in total. (sighs) And then we did our first transfer and it didn't work. It failed. And then bloody COVID hit. Mm. So we couldn't do anything. And then um, I ended up having an ectopic pregnancy in between that transfer and then the one that we had with Dash. And I talk about it like it's just something that happens because that's literally how I feel about yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when we were doing the transfer of Dash and everyone's like, it's going to work. You won't have any more miscarriages because if you've already had this many, you won't have any more. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure they said that to me after the second one. Hang on, so, is this
0: doctors who are saying this to no, you or just the general just public? Yeah,
1: because clearly like, they're experts. Because yeah. Obviously, they got their um, their medical degree <laughs> in uh, Cocoa Pops, yeah. not sponsored in any way. No. Um, anyway, so it, yeah, it was just people was like, oh, you won't have another miscarriage because it's just so rare. And I'm like, well, bitch, please. I am rare. I don't know
0: if you're going to I'm out here. here to prove you hey, wrong. <laughs>
1: please so yeah it was so um it was so tricky because you you sort of were then taking on people's opinions because Mm -hmm. you were so you're just grasping at straws then yeah um so you're like yeah i definitely won't have another one and then you do and you're like ah shit Mm. um so then yeah obviously when we got pregnant with dash i was already really um stressed and anxious about everything naturally yeah um especially after we had a bleed at 7 to 8 weeks and i was like oh should here we go again mm-hmm. um but people were like oh no it's fine like you know i did this and i did that and i think a lot of the times people people love talking about themselves yeah right yeah and i'm i'm not going to deny it i love talking about myself yeah. because i've always got a story and you know you've always got those friends that are like yes well when i went to um
0: phuket um i found that you're like, I don't bloody care. Yeah, when I'm, you, so, I'm so, taught, telling a story yeah, about me. I'm sorry, Felicia. I don't remember when I asked you that. But, yep.
1: it's Yeah, it's kind of like, you're like, oh, I don't really
0: care. Um, but, yeah, people were telling you, they're like, oh,
1: well, when I did IVF, this is what I did to help. And, you know, I had this and this and this. And you do end up grasping at straws and hoping that that's the answer.
0: Yep. But then most of the time it's not because everyone's story is different. And that I feel like that can be so dangerous too oh. in the way that you – Give people, and I'm always really conscious if I do give my input, particularly anything to do with pregnancy or birth or you know raising kids, be like, this is what works for me, or this is what happened for me, yeah, because everybody is so different. But I think that the killer is when people say, and this is what you get all the time, and we found the same when we were trying to fall pregnant, is everybody comes in with the, you know what, just relax, you just need to relax, maybe maybe go on a holiday. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, so where thank am I going? you. Yeah. Where, what magical
1: place am I going to where that's going to get me pregnant? What water should I drink? Yes. If I'm yeah. going on a holiday, should I get drunk? <laughs> that's another Absolutely. one. Oh my God. Yes. You know what? Don't yeah. worry about it. Just have a few drinks and just, you know, be carefree. Just yep. just do it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, first of all, I don't know if you've ever tried to do it when you're
0: drunk. Because it is not always effective because that, I cannot hold my alcohol. Am I in? Is that... yeah. <laughs> Greg's sitting there like, what the fuck? He's like, what? What are you even talking about? We don't even do it. Are you talking about me? Is this an experience with me? But yeah,
1: but I, I, to- like, I totally get that. It's like, you know, you relax and then... Okay, you're supposed to relax. You don't, don't
0: think about it. Oh, I hated that one. Oh, because like, th- what else am I going to think about? Yeah. Because that's what I am thinking about. That's what I want all the time. Yeah. And like, how do you distract yourself from something so major? Because the thing is, you have to pay attention to, you know, if you're if you're really trying and you're in that headspace, yeah. you're paying attention to what day it is am i ovulating like what's going on can we have sex is it too much sex is it not enough sex right and you google (laughs) and oh my god there's so much conflicting information dr google knows
1: everything yeah yeah you ask the millions and millions of people (laughs) that have got an opinion on how to get pregnant yeah like it's just so ridiculous i i i'm just speechless to the fact that people say
0: things without thought is there anything because you have gone through IVF and you did struggle you know you had miscarriages you had a really tough journey to mm. get to dash is there anything that you would have actually found helpful during that time for someone to contribute or do you just want to hear look you know best of luck like you know high five to you guys like wishing you all the best yeah. with the sperm like yeah. the <laughs> sperm like? i hope they do what they're supposed to i do. hope the sex is fantastic <laughs> and Results. on the
1: day that has a flower on yeah. the date
0: uh, <laughs> and that you both enjoy it <laughs> like what do you what do you want to hear from people you ju- i think
1: you just want those you know good luck yeah i think um, i'm here if you need to talk i mm-hmm. i'm here if you don't need to talk if you just want someone to send, like a screamy face emoji, to yeah, because it's really frustrating. Yeah, um, it's just, yeah, it's it's, it's those words that come from, and I spe- I, I say it especially from a friends and family point of view, mm-hmm. because obviously they've seen you go through everything, and they do feel like they can be more like, oh, you know just keep trying and it's next one yep. because they are family and friends. Whereas it's people that really don't know you. They don't know what to say. Yep. They'll be like, oh, you know, I've got a friend that did IVF <sighs> and and she, um, she was putting oranges up her vagina, but they had to be juiced <sighs> first and then... <laughs> And then when she had them up there, that's when she had sex because she having sex as well as having the orange with the with the sperms and the IVF injections, it did nothing, guys. It did absolutely nothing. I didn't try this. I didn't put it uh, I have it. to take credit for that snort. Sorry, that was me. Um. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like they've got these, you know, yeah. miracle things. Yeah. You know, like, oh, when you do your injection, be standing on your head in this. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's don't not going it. to make a shit of difference. You know, just say yeah. it must be really shitty, and I'm so sorry that you've even had to get to this stage. Yep. But I really hope that this is the one, and I'm sending you so much support and love. Yeah. And I'm here whenever you need it
0: yep and end it there yeah don't add an at least that oh, that oh that's my ew. just cut it off right there because this is the thing and i'm a big i'm a big believer and particularly since our journey with archer yes. sometimes you just you don't need to give advice you don't need to give advice you don't need to you can't make the situation better no. you just need to give someone space you need to hold space for someone and the thing is like if you're going through that you're probably not going to even want to talk about it until you've gotten through it. Yeah. And maybe, you know, a lot of people don't. So just just, just ease back. Don't yeah. add that at least. Like, just cut the sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overcompensate.
1: And that's the thing. It's like, and don't push for an answer.
0: Yeah. Like, yes. don't push for a
1: response because sometimes you, you don't have anything to say. Yeah. Like, you just, you're already feeling... So overwhelmed emotionally and physically because when you are doing IVF, you, your hormones are out of control. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure that I yelled at a doorknob <laughs> because my shirt. I, I got, mean, it probably deserved it. Right, but, well, my know. shirt got stuck, and I was like, "You mother! What what do you think you're doing to me? Okay, I'm you're a doorknob. Dangerous. You're a doorknob. You're not even metal. Like it was. Be better. <laughs> do your doorknob duties. Just open a door, like. But that's the kind of thing that you are feeling, so yeah. you don't want people to be adding to that because then you're like, "I'm gonna murder you." Yeah, yep. like that's what it felt like. So yeah, definitely, at least do not, do yep. not say at least. Yep. At least it was, at least it was early. Oh, cool.
0: Okay, thanks. Yeah, makes Thank it you. easier. Great. That thanks. makes my heart just heal. Or, so well. or at least, um, you know, that there, there could have been something wrong. Like it was probably, uh, probably a good thing. Yeah. You know, it, it was a good thing that it happened. Yeah. Just
1: don't. At least it was, you know, it happened early. Or at least you know that you can have one. Mm. Or at least uh, uh, just anything to do with at least, do not put it in.
0: Yep. It's like when people go
1: no offense <laughs> and
0: you know it's going to be followed with a um, no offense really but your comment. hair looks horrible <laughs> but no compliment. offense but no offense like sandwiched it yeah Did yeah. sandwich it yeah Man, it's slap def- you it. It and I think yeah we're vetoing we're vetoing at least we're also vetoing no offense yeah um now obviously when you become pregnant mm-hmm. when you fall pregnant when you finally get there and for you obviously it's it's probably even more raw in those early days because you just don't know what's going to happen. Mm. But for any mum, you know, whether you've struggled to fall pregnant or whether you haven't, and particularly if it's your first pregnancy. Mm. And I actually did a reel on this this morning. As soon as someone says to you, I'm pregnant, you don't need to come in with your opinions. You don't need to vent your frustrations about your parenting journey. You don't need to unload on someone. You just need to say congratulations. But unfortunately, whether it's early pregnancy pregnancy announcement or the whole way through people feel the need people who know you and people who don't feel yeah. the need to give you feedback or contribute to your journey yeah. did you get a lot of that oh, So
1: much. <laughs> and I think it's well, like I found it harder because I was already a parent yes so it's like oh, I already know what I'm doing kind of yeah I've I'm got an really. idea yeah um, but if, I think if it's for people that haven't been pregnant before you, they do look Francis. You do look Francis. You yeah. want to ask other mum friends of what's going on, but I think there's a fine line between giving um, advice and what worked for you, and saying this worked for me. You can try it, but I just I don't know if it's going to work for you. Yep. Rather than an opinion like you should definitely try this because this is what's going to work. Yeah. Because you're giving false hope to that mum first of all. Yeah. And then they're taking that on board, and then it doesn't work. And then they feel like shit. They feel guilty because they're like, "Oh, it didn't work," and they told me that it was going to work, and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah, give advice if it's asked for. Yeah, um, my beautiful friend Rhea.
0: Oh, I know. A delicious baby boy. I know, He's so
1: delicious. He's so tiny. Um, <clears throat> so she obviously we were pregnant at the same time. Her little boy's um, seven or eight weeks younger than Dash. So mm-hmm. we were pregnant at the same time, and. And she'd been trying for a long time as well. Um, And she was worried that something was wrong. And she would ask me a lot of questions. And I was like, listen, this is what happened to me. You can always go and investigate, you know, see someone. But this is your, like, this is your thing. You need to figure out what's going to work best for you. Mm. So then obviously when we were pregnant together, she would be like, oh, this is, I don't know if this is normal. Like, do I feel like, what am I supposed to be feeling at this stage? And sometimes I'd just be like, I don't know <laughs> I actually have no idea I've never experienced that before rather than going I'm going to just look on google real quick yeah and then give you the answer that you want that you want to hear that's going to make you feel better whereas there's no book mm. you can like jump on google and be like well my opinion is is that it sounds like blah 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 yeah blah. Yep. um so it just wasn't Feasible, so yeah. Don't don't offer any advice. Don't offer an opinion unless you're asked. Yeah. You know, if someone's like, "Oh, I'm I'm feeling like uh, I'm just feeling really down, and I'm I'm out about this pregnancy, and I'm worried all the time." If you have an experience
0: with that, like if you're like, "I totally get it." Don't be like, "Yeah, you know what you should do," mm. or the or turn it around completely and say, "Well, when I was pregnant, right?" Because sometimes. Yes, there might be, or you're trying to portray a point about what happened with you and, and provide that learning experience. Yeah. But it sounds very self-centered. Yeah. And in the moment when somebody is struggling or they're, even if they're just happy about their pregnancy and they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting so big. And then you turn around and go, oh my God, I got huge. I was the size of a house. I put on 30 kilos. Like just, it's like,
1: don't. I don't care
0: how big you were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great.
1: Good, Good for, for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Good for you. So, yeah, it's just, you know, if if someone comes to you and, and it's a friend, more so if it's a friend or family, I think is a little yep. bit different to if it's just a random stranger. Yeah. Because if you're like in this, you know, you're standing in this shopping center and you're like, oh, I'm having trouble breathing. They're like, oh, you just wait. Oh, my God, stop it. I hate that. You just wait until you get to the end. Oh, my goodness. And you're like, I'm sorry can you please just continue packing my bags? Yeah. Because I didn't even know you. Yeah. And I don't
0: remember asking for your opinion either. Yeah. So I didn't mean to breathe out heavy. (laughs) I just can't breathe. Do you know what, though? I feel like, and here's here's me doing that when (laughs) I was pregnant. (laughs) But I feel like grocery shopping seems to be where people really love to give their opinion about pregnant women. When I was doing the shopping, I used to get it a lot, like, Oh, you nearly! Are you? Are you about to pop? Or like, oh, you're so tiny! And it's like I don't even know you, Karen. Please move along. Go sorry, on, could sorry, go back sorry, to picking sorry, your bananas. So,
1: Danny, um, we're really sorry to all the Karens out there. Oh yeah, I do that apologize. That are actually really nice, but mm. I mean, it's just really unfortunate you have that name. Anyway, continue.
0: Yeah, look, I will um, promise to switch it up. Sometimes I go for a brenda. Um, you know, whatever comes out of my mouth. It is. Please don't be personally victimized by this. But they do. And when you're when you are checking out, it's like, a, oh, you know, or oh, you. It's like when they judge what you're buying, like oh, this is somebody's somebody's hungry. Like yeah, I am. I'll eat you if you don't move along. I am hungry. Just stop. I I lied about how far along I was because I
1: was a lot bigger with dash than I was with willow Yeah, they go oh not long now and I go oh no not really (laughs) and then they'd be like oh how far along are you and I think I was only like 32 weeks and I'd be like oh I'm 37 weeks yeah because I felt it made me feel crap Mm. I was like oh my goodness I must be so much bigger
0: than everyone else that they've ever seen at my stage oh my goodness like it which really you wouldn't have been. People just feel it's it's right. like they can't just have a normal interaction with yeah. a, interaction with a pregnant woman. They mm. have to comment. Yeah. Do you remember anything that really sticks out where someone just said something really inappropriate to you when you were pregnant? Uh, about my boobs. Oh really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were quite big. <laughs> I yeah. Know, I sit, pretty much like <laughs> lay on them and have a little sleep. Stunning. Um. But yeah, it was more so with my boobs and my belly. Because I have implants, right? So I went from a double D to a G cup. Obviously, when I was pregnant. Wow. Yeah, they were massive. Like, they were really big. They would sit... If I sat in the shower, my boobs would sit on my belly. I was literally that monkey that orangutan
0: <laughs> that meme that, meme. that was me I love that for you and I was that hairy too it was just, <laughs> well who's gonna um, be able to get down to shave anything oh that, that is pumps? another story for another day
1: <laughs> but um yeah so it was just the fact that they and this was someone that I wasn't even friends with it was like someone that oh, was no. associated so they were like <laughs> they're like whoa oh, okay cool this is this is gonna be good your boobs are massive Male? male or female? Male. <gasps> and I was just there going, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, I know. Well, I've, you know, I've got implants and I'm obviously
0: pregnant. Pregnant.
1: It's I'm milk, making milk. There, and, you know. and they're like, oh, they're like, how do you even like lift them? Like, what do you, you know, how do you even get around?
0: Well, well I am, um, so, you
1: know. <laughs> so weird. Like when I was born, I had legs. Um, and that's how I get around with legs.
0: But it was just like, it was what just. Do you, what do you want from that, Jerry? Like, what kind of mm-hmm. response do you actually want? Yeah. But it was like, don't comment
1: on anyone's appearance when they're pregnant. No. It should be things like, you look beautiful. Yeah. You look amazing. None of this, like, oh, you're glowing. No one glows. That's no. sweat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no one glows, Danny. It's funny because it is. It
1: really is. And you're like, oh, like, oh you're so glowy. You're mm. so, like, sparkling. Oh, I'm so sweaty. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, you don't comment on anyone's appearance. No. Like appearance. You, like, you know, you tell them just, like, you are going to be an awesome mom. Yeah. Say things that you know are going to make them feel good about themselves rather than, like, your boobs are massive. while your belly's so tiny. Your belly button is gross. Yes. It looks like a penis.
0: Like, Hang on. No, I, like, I didn't no, get that. That okay. was from someone else. All right. Good. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it was just, like, little things
0: like that. It's funny that you say that because it's so interesting. I threw the question out there to um, my audience on Instagram and asked them about what was some of the awkward or cringe things that people said to you um, while you were pregnant. And I asked also about newborn life, but it's interesting. Pregnancy, get this one. Um, You used to be quite skinny. The extra weight suits you better. <laughs> what? It's pregnancy weight. <laughs> yeah, Greg. <laughs> Greg giggling in the background. Greg's just giggling in the background. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, how would you even think that that's a compliment? You you know you have stretch marks on your legs. Maybe you should cover them up. What? People are whack. Um, you are so big already. Well, yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty. At sweated. twelve weeks. <laughs> Could <Can> you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my oh. god, it would be at 33 weeks oh this is similar to yours you're finally starting to look pregnant your boobs are bigger okay good i um, pretty sure that's not the baby okay yeah. it's like holding the babies in your boobs <laughs> oh, I'll get this one you should stop eating so many pies <laughs> I actually feel quite victimized by that because I ate a lot of pies when I was pregnant mm. um, And then generally, like a lot of people, are you sure you're not having twins? Ah, from the checkout lady at (laughs) Coles. People are whack. Like, just stop. Speaking of stopping, stop wondering what you can do to help out a new mum and start thinking about how you can take care of dinner. Every plate meal kits offer the perfect solution with no locking contracts and a variety of simple, tasty and affordable meals that are ready in just four steps. It will be one less thing that she has to worry about. Use the code mummy Republic pod to get 40% off your first box and 20% off your second and third box. Give her a gift that you know she'll appreciate with every plate. We were talking before about you've had a lot of conversations with women who've had miscarriages mm. and, fought, you know, then fallen pregnant. And what was their feedback? Like you got a lot of feedback around people hearing things whilst pregnant or whilst trying. Like mm. What did they feel or express was the most hurtful things to hear?
1: Uh, the Everything happens for a reason. That's what they people think I think is the right thing to say. Mm. And the women that I'd spoken to and like, like you said, I, I've spoken to a lot. I think I had, I had a conversation with probably about 50 women. Mm. Um, and that was the main thing. It was like all this kind of stuff of like thinking that it's going to make it sound
0: better. Yeah. Or feel better. And I think, I think it does come from a a good place. You know, they're wanting to give comfort and they're not sure what to say. So it's like, Oh, well let's just pretend that it's got, something to do with the bigger picture and i get that but it does not help it's not helpful in the moment especially not
1: everything happens for a reason and you're like "Mm, how many times is it supposed to happen you know like i I spoke to women. it wasn't just about miscarriages it was about stillborn and it was about um you know women that had high-risk pregnancies and all these kind of things it's like you know these things happen for a reason no they don't No,
0: they don't and in the moment that is absolutely not what you want to hear. And if anybody is to say that, it has to be the person themselves. Yeah. Like down the track, you can go. Well, look, it was. You know, we were meant to learn that lesson, or yep. um, we were meant to go through that journey, or whatever the case is. It's yep. still fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. But nobody else has the right to say that. No. And I mean, I had I had said it to
1: my family mm. um, because of the reason that I I kind of knew why we were miscarrying is is because that. The embryos that were implanting, or the babies that we were growing, were not medically okay. Yep. Um, And then you know, I would sort of say to to Greg, I'd be like, you know, well at least, you know, there's myself giving myself at least advice. (laughs) You know, you know, everything happens for a reason. This is obviously not the time. Yeah. Um, you know, we just have to keep going. And I think I'd said to you last time that you know, I don't. I always had this mantra it's like it's not the end until it's the end mm. always mm. and then I'd say that to him but it was okay for me to say that yep. to my husband but it's not okay for someone else to say it to you mm. especially if it's you know someone that you don't really know exactly as well yep. so yeah it was just it was just tricky and and you know there are so many things that people do say that you, you just sort of look at them and just go, what are you even talking about?
0: <laughs> I think too, like uh, if I reflect, I'm sure there's been things that I've said. Oh. And, you know, and I and I do say this openly that I'm sure that I've done it too. Yeah. Because you don't know when you're not in that situation. Yep. And I'm definitely much more cautious of my wording and communication, yep. particularly after what we went through, because I know how shit it is. Yep. But I think it's the more we address it mm. and we communicate about, okay, this is what you should do. Like maybe just, just don't, just no. don't. You yeah. know, if you wouldn't think that it would be helpful for you, yeah, there's no need to say it to somebody else.
1: And like we're not perfect.
0: Of course not. No.
1: You know, like you know, we say, you know, don't, don't try and dig deeper for an answer if if they don't think that they're ready. Mm. And then, but you may feel like that's what you would want someone to do to you. Yeah. Whereas everyone's different. Yeah. So it's you know we're both. We're both guilty of it. Mm. Greg's guilty of it. My sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my friends. Everyone's done it because they don't know what to say. Yep, That's the thing here. It's It's the fact that people say things because they don't know what to say. And the lesson is, if you don't know what to say... Don't say it. Don't say it.
0: (laughs) Or you just just be there. Just hold space and be there. Yeah, Now, obviously, when you're pregnant, it's inevitable that you're going to give birth. Yeah. So this is another thing people raise. And we were talking about it before (laughs) when you were feeding Dash. I think we do tend to hear more negative birth stories than good. And the reality is is that birth is really fucking hard. Like, there is rarely a perfect birth. Yeah. And I think we need to be really conscious, though, that fine line of not scaring the shit out of people because, hello, when they're already pregnant, it has to come out. I know. So let's not just, (laughs) like, terrify them to the point of no return. And this is something that I I think everyone's got a lot of opinions on, you know, whether you think – vaginal birth is in inverted commas natural mm. and then a c-sections not and all that kind of stuff the reality is you can rarely choose how you birth yeah um, there's other factors that come into it but did you find you got a lot of horror stories then with Dash because people were like well I've, I've got an opinion on your whole situation so let me tell you about birth yeah. what are you gonna do here
1: not so much with Dash I think because I'm I'm like I'm a pretty strong person mm. I don't take shit from anyone yeah I don't give in to anyone in, you know, with what they say to me, I'm like, okay, whatever. So with dash, I knew that I was going in to have a planned cesarean Mm -hmm. and I was happy. I was like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to happen. So no one really had an opinion because I was so certain and confident in my decision in what I was doing that no matter what anyone said to me, I was like, well, that's your opinion. Yeah. That's your experience. Not mine. Yeah. I'm going there because this is what I've decided to do with willow. I, and this comes back to being a first time parent, mm-hmm. you know, giving birth for the first time that I just, I was so scared. I was scared of pain. I was scared of what happens if like, I'm in labor for like 20 days. <laughs> like it's saying? very,
0: very possible. Yes. Right. Yep. <laughs> 20 days, <laughs> 20
1: days of labor. like I've been pregnant for like 40,000 mm. million weeks. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think I was just so scared that people would be like oh yeah because you know when I had an epidural it was oh, it was horrible they got me in the spine and then I couldn't walk yes. for days oh, and then I'm just going oh okay <laughs> cool, cool cool it's like oh yeah and then I had to have a cesarean and then I had to put me under general and they had to do all these things that are so not a thing that happens all the time yeah yeah because if people say that to me I think that's happened to every single person yeah
0: well, you've never done it before. Right. You've never been in that situation, so, so then, why wouldn't you? Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, you know, and then you know, you're probably going to shoot yourself. <laughs> you're probably, you should probably do an enema. Oh my god, stop Beforehand, it! That was Be- me. That was me with Faden.
0: <laughs> I would. I <laughs> literally went. It was. I was. Of all the things <laughs> that I was concerned about in birth, I was so worried that I was not only going <laughs> to shit myself, but shit myself <laughs> on my child. <laughs> because you hear all these horror stories and so I went to the chemist and I was like I I think I need to get an enema and the lady bless her she was like oh doll no no she's like you your body will naturally you know remove some things and if it doesn't it's fine and I was in labor and I said to the midwife because I you know when you're pushing and it's just a lot of pressure down there yeah I said I was like did I just shit myself and she's like No. And I went, but you wouldn't tell me if I did, would you? And she goes, No, I wouldn't. And I was like, So where are you? And I still don't know. To this day I still don't know. Because Peyton's dad was on the other side of the bed. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Like, it's a journey that I don't probably don't want to explore. But yes. But
1: like, why is that a big thing? Oh my God, to worry of all about all the
0: things. It's
1: like, okay, did I? I'm pretty sure that I did. And when I said to Greg, I think I was telling this. I was like, no, I definitely didn't shoot myself. And Greg's like, because mm. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, don't go down there. Yeah. Don't go down there. Stay <laughs> up here. But yeah, there was you know things like that. You know, oh yes, you're gonna shoot yourself, and then you're gonna. um You're going to tear. Mm, Oh, the tearing. Yeah. So you should definitely be massaging your perineum with some almond oil.
0: Yeah. Especially made by monks in Bangkok. (laughs) Because that's exactly what your vagina needs. Right. And I'm not discrediting that because I have actually heard that it's very helpful. Right. But it's just from somebody you've you've gone through life never massaging your vagina and all of a sudden you're the size of a whale and that's your priority. Like yeah. that's where you need to be. It's just a lot. And I'm
1: like, I don't know, mass- maybe I was massaging my bum.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know. Was, was that even the right bit? I don't
0: even know what part of the anatomy I'm supposed to be oiling. Just oiling it, it feels all. okay. So maybe. It's <laughs> like a slip and
1: slide down there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just those things going into birth that I think add to – that fear Mm. it's like fear mongering yeah I think that's the word yeah it is it is and it's it's I think that's what makes people so um scared to do anything is that because they do hear so many negative stories Mm. where's the positive stuff where's the yeah I tore but you know what who cares I recovered I recovered yeah I was up walking Mm mm-hmm you know, if you have a cesarean, you can't be out walking the next day. Yep. These things I already knew because I had a ces- emergency cesarean with Willow. So I knew that what I was expecting, having going in as a planned cesarean this time. Mm. Um, but yeah, with Willow, it was kind of like, you know, I, I wasn't with it. I didn't know what was going on mm. because I kept on having this fear put into me when I was having the epidural. It was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get my spine. I'm not going to be able to walk ever again. Mm. And I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to be in a wheelchair. And then, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What kind of shoes am I going to wear? i my wheelchair. <laughs> just stupid things. Priorities. That, you know, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it just kept on going on. And then once the epidural was in, I was like, okay, now I'm not going to know when I need to push because I can't feel the contractions. Mm. Am I, what's going on? Is, is her head down there? Am I tearing? Is all of these things that and, I should have just been yeah. enjoying That I was about to become a mum, that I had been building this child for 41 weeks, Mm. then worried about, I'm going to tear and then I'm going to have to heal and then
0: this is going to happen and whatever. I actually read something yesterday that said when you overthink things, and I'm a huge overthinker, like Mm -hmm. I overcomplicate and I overthink everything, which is probably my most toxic trait. Um, You actually put yourself through it twice. yeah. Because first of all, you don't even know that it's going to happen. But when you just overanalyze and you dig deep and you're like, this is, Oh God, I'm stressing about this. I mean, you put your whole body through it twice, which is so dangerous. And for mums, it's just not what we need. Mm -mm. We've got enough to worry about. Yeah. I think the other thing, um, and this came up a lot when I asked the question on my Instagram is after you give birth and you've just gone through that. First of all, I mean, visitors is a whole other topic, but we'll (laughs) we'll talk about that another time. Um, Don't ask. You don't have the right to ask a mum, how did you give birth? How was your birth? Did you tear? Like, people are ruthless. You, like, literally, I've just um, given birth as a watermelon has come out of my vagina. I really don't need to be speaking about it with you, Todd. Thanks. (laughs) Like, don't. But it is. And it comes from unsolicited people. Mm, It is. Yeah.
1: You know, it's because uh, their wife's had a baby. Or their friend had a baby. It's like, oh, yes, my friend had a baby
0: and she tore so bad. Did you tear? Oh, and if you did tear, do you really want to have that conversation while you're still, like, got ice on your vagina? I think that you don't. I particularly don't want to envisage someone's vagina when Mm. I'm talking to them.
1: Like, did you tear? Like, I'm imagining this, like, gory image of this person I've never met. I
0: know. I'm I'm
1: thinking of it right now. (laughs) And you know what? Don't ask... How the baby is. Ooh. Ask yeah. how the mum is. Exactly. Yep. How are you feeling? Are yep. you okay? Yeah. Do you need anything? Yep. You're not like, oh, can I come over and visit the baby? Can I come over and hold the baby? No. Either <laughs> being cut open with yep. major surgery through my abdominal cavity or I've pushed a baby out of my vagina. What about me?
0: Yeah. What about us? Like... And you have to give people space too, you know, oh, and so and it's, and that's for when they have the baby and also after birth. Like I, I have a couple of girlfriends. We still haven't spoken about our birth stories mm. because in each of those instances, they were very traumatic. But by the same token, like you've got to give people space to process what just happened to them and the fact that they now have a child. Yeah. You don't have a right to see that child until they're ready for you to see right. that child. And it's ironic because I had someone who I'm not even very close with message me and ask me. We were in NICU with Archer, so he was in intensive care. Yeah. And it was the day after. I oh know it must have been two days after I gave birth because I put a thing up on Instagram. I think the day after or two days after. Mm. And this person messaged me and said, um, "So can I come and see you tomorrow?" Oh no. Now our family and our very close friends. Hadn't even met the baby, and nobody was going to because in NICU it's you know very complicated. You can only have um, a certain amount of two people in the room at the time. That's now changed obviously since since COVID. Like there's a lot of different rules. But if for that person to come in would have meant that Dan or I or both of us would have had to leave the room, and you would have had to be alone with my child. Like people just need to have the realization and self reflection that what's happened is not about you. I wish you
1: could. I wish that you guys could see my face because I'm actually, can't believe that people are so dumb. Yeah. No, seriously. But it's just, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Especially like with the times that we're in at the moment. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like you've just, you've just been through this traumatic experience, not only just then, but since however long that you found out that Archer was, you know, had these issues and things Mm. that you needed to navigate in yourself and you as a family, then someone else is,
0: you're like, you don't, it's wild. It's wild. And it's normally and it's normally not even the people close to you. No. And I think it's a lesson in itself. <laughs> Again, we love to talk about ourselves. We love to make situations yeah. about ourselves. This is one situation that is never about you. Yeah. I think as a new mom, you have to, I think a, a partner comes in a lot here. Mm-hmm. They need to be the gatekeeper. Yeah. You know, you need to set time limits on, okay, you can come and visit between ten and 12. Yeah. You can then piss off and please leave like and if don't be afraid to cancel. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to make sure that everybody else is comfortable in this situation. It's you that needs to be comfortable.
1: Yeah, cuz if you're not like I said to you before, if you're not comfortable, you feel like you've got this obligation
0: yeah, to look like you've got shit together. Yeah. When majority of people won't. You probably won't for a good 12 weeks. Because
1: especially you know how amazing it is being a mum. You're like, I've wanted this for so long and I just love my baby so much. In most cases, sometimes they are not what you expected and you you do have a little bit of an issue with trying to connect with that baby. Yeah. But that's your time. Yeah. You don't need a friend sitting on the couch that you aren't really that close with where you're still trying to
0: figure out what the hell is going on. Mm. And if you're trying to breastfeed as well, that adds complications because people are there and they're watching. And I think as friends, and I have no doubt that I would have done this in the past, Mm. particularly pre-children, because you just, you don't realize or even if it's been a while since you've had a child, you kind of forget. Yeah. Don't expect to be catered to when visiting either. You know, like if you want a glass of water, if you want a coffee or tea, you should always be bringing things as right. a first, first lesson. Right. But two, don't expect that you are, you're being hosted because ain't nobody hosting you. No. You're there for a short time and then get out. Please leave.
1: You're lucky they've got pants on.
0: Yeah, Really? And really. if they're
1: walking around with their boobs out, just accept it. Yeah,
0: exactly. This is
1: the kind of friendship you have. Like, I know that when I go to my friend's, like, Rhea's house, I'll go there and I'll just be like, okay, I have bought you a lasagna. Yep. Here you go. This is what I, you know, I sit there and I just wait. And then, you know, if her partner's like, did you want a glass of water? I'm like, oh, no, that's how I can get it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not, they're not there to be like, oh, thank you for coming to visit me.
0: Yeah.
1: I should be thanking them.
0: For, for allowing you For to. allowing
1: me to come and, you know, be in that little bubble that they're still in and tr- still trying to navigate. Mm. that's that's something that's special to me, yeah, not for them to be like, oh well, my friend came and visit. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's not. And you've got to remember too, that if you are going to visit, there's probably been people before you or people after you. Mm-hmm. so if if a mum's yawning, if she's looking tired, like just leave respectfully, just leave, you know, and don't walk through the door and say, Oh, give me that baby. Like you might not even get a hold depending on the situation. Just be respectful of that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, um, you know, another thing sort of saying that, you know, when you are going to sort of see a friend, a lot of the times that they, you know, some of them do say yes because they feel like, they have to. They're obligated yeah. to because they're like, oh, they wanted to meet the baby or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first met Rhea's baby, I didn't have a hold of him because she was still, it was only a couple of days later Yeah. and she was still navigating. And when I asked her, I said, did you want me to come over? Not, can I come over? Yeah. It's like, did you need me to come over? And she was like, oh yeah, that would be great. And I was like, cool. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring some food for you guys. I've got some sleep suits, you know everything like that. And then when I was over there, she, you know, was putting soul to sleep. And then I was like, okay, my time's done here now. Cause she needs to have a rest as well. Yeah. So it was just all, yeah, it's kind of like knowing when to just stop. Yeah. Um, going back to the visitor thing at the hospital, um, obviously with Willow, I had, you know, everyone that came, I had Willow at, like four o'clock in the morning, I think it was. And everyone was at the hospital by 10 o'clock. Oh. I was still, obviously. I was Where still were you happy. on that
0: one, Greg? Well, it was, it,
1: <laughs> yeah, we invited them, right? So, but this is the thing. It's like we, this is the first time that we had done anything. Yeah. It was, you know, the, a baby that was the first one for us. So it was, everyone was really excited. We yeah. had all the family there and. But I was like still in the gown that I had my caesarean in. I mm. had a catheter in. I've got my, you know, there's still blood on me. I just, I don't remember anything yep. from that time. But we had all the family there. I had, you know, my, my sister and then my mum and, and then um, my dad came and then my, my best friend at the time. It was her birthday on the same day. And I don't remember them coming. And I was just like, I just didn't, I don't even remember Willow. I don't remember anything. And I think that with this time around, and I really think that it was the one time that this whole COVID situation has been a blessing, mm. is that restrictions are in until the next day. Yep. So I had him on the 14th of April. Restrictions ended at 12 o'clock on the 15th. Oh, wow. And I was just like, this is this is what is supposed to happen. Yep. Because I was just like, I wanted that time with him being our last and the baby that we just hoped and prayed and worked so hard for, I wanted to be able to have him to myself. Even if I was a little bit out of it, I was a bit tired, I wanted to be able to remember what it was like to see him for the first time and, and have him attached to me and all that kind of stuff and have just Greg and I there yeah, without... Everyone coming
0: in, going, oh, we want to hold, we want to hold, we want to hold. Yeah, we haven't even had a chance to have a hold yourself, right. really. Well, because I was
1: still in, I was still in the recovery bed. Mm. I didn't get, I didn't get moved over and everything taken out until the next day. Mm. So it was good to have that night because I had him in the morning, so I had all that day. Yeah, all that night. Then in the morning they came in, took everything away. I could have a shower, I could get dressed, and then Greg's mum bought Willow. Aww. Um, and, The time that restrictions ended, yeah, and that's what I wanted as well. I wanted her to just feel like it was about her, rather than having everyone else coming.
0: And I think that it does come back to that control. Yeah, no, parents forget that they do have control. You get to be the person who dictates how and when you release the baby to the world, per se. And it's funny, I said to Dan, if we do have a third. I am hibernating. Yep. So I'm probably not even coming out of hiding for 12 weeks. Nobody's going to be touching that baby beforehand. I mean, I'd probably give up because I'd, I'd want to see people before then. But you're entitled to yep. do what works for you. You yep. don't have to people please. It's a one time in your life when you should realise that you don't have to be the one making sure that everyone else is okay. Yeah, You have to look after yourself. And I th- that's
1: where it comes down to with, you know, what's the right thing to say and what's, what's not the right thing to say is that I think as mums we need to um, we need to understand that we're so much more powerful mm. and in control than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. So you know if people do say things like you know at least or you know it was this it was that you you do have enough strength in you to be like you know what no yeah because this is your body this is your baby this is this is you. So you you do have that strength. You do have that confidence. It's in you. Yeah. 100%. And you do have the right to communicate it as well. Exactly. And it takes, I think it takes a village around you Mm. to make you understand that you can totally do it. Yeah. You know, yes, take people's advice on. That's fine. You don't have to use it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's where you do need to, I, I think anytime you're giving people advice again it comes back to just saying look this is what worked for me mm. it may or may not work for you every situation every baby is so different and i think a big takeaway for mums is to understand yeah that you're not doing anything wrong Mm-mm. just because it worked for that person doesn't mean that you're executing it in a different way and it's not successful because of you it just depends on the child we haven't gone in and picked what kind of child we want yeah having... <laughs> and they are so different even you know your own children can be so very very different yeah was there any piece of advice that you had or were given when you had dash that really stood out to you as like a like, moment or something that said someone said to you
1: oh, i don't you know i don't think they did because i going back to that confidence and you know having the strength People didn't really say anything to me. Yeah. I think because I was like, first of all, I already had a child. So they're like, oh, I guess she kind of knows what she's doing. Mm. But yeah, secondly, it was like, I, I've done it. Yeah. I knew I could get through it. I've gone through a whole couple of years of absolute shit and pain and heartbreak and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then obviously with, um, you know, our beautiful sister-in-law, Sandy, who passed away mm. um, a couple of weeks before Dash was born. It was just navigating all those kind of things. So I think people kind of just sort of stepped back Mm. because they were like, there's a lot going on. We're not going to give advice because we're not going to give an opinion because there's a lot happening. But I think, yeah, it just comes first-time parents, first-time mums is where it's at. Yeah. And I think that's where when people are giving their opinion, and Mm -hmm. I say opinion because it's unwarranted yes and unsolicited unsolicited you yeah you just need to have that strength and, and that confidence to be like no i know what i'm doing it's fine yeah. even if you bloody don't yeah. have a clue
0: you're like i don't know i've got two boobs out probably i don't have pants on i'm just trying to survive here man like i don't need your judgment but it's true i think you need to pick and choose who you take that yep. advice from Absolutely. As well. even if you're given it it's funny um again i threw it out to to my audience about some of the things that they copped um after having a child and we've got uh this is a good one personally i love wog looking babies oh no (laughs) okay no um i thought your belly was supposed to be gone after having the baby you look bigger today great um oh how long until you have your baby uh three weeks ago mate Oh, this was yours at least your badge hasn't been ruined (laughs) after a c-section oh and can we just talk about the fact that please (laughs) if you're a partner don't ever throw in i've got friends who are midwives the comments of oh can you pop an extra stitch in there oh no don't don't be that guy oh this is a good one you can just get one of those mummy makeovers after you're done no worries. Where's okay. my uh, 50 grand? Are oh, just so going to give funny. it to me? Honestly, though, like, and there's, there's so many. I could go on for ages and ages. But I think the moral of the story is people say stupid shit. And it's not a reflection of you or your parenting. But on behalf of all mothers, please stop. Yes. We don't want to hear it, Felicia. But we don't need your unwarranted, unsolicited advice. Thank you. <laughs> but no thank you yeah thanks but no thanks yeah now before we wrap up um you know that I'm a huge advocate for mum life balance mm-hmm. it's a big thing for me and I think that we neglect it a lot when we become mums but it does look different for everybody mm. and I've asked this question of you before which was quite some time ago it's obviously changed and obviously probably going to be very different given your stage of life at the moment with mm. a 12 week old what is it that you do to connect with that me before mummy? Something where you can reconnect with the crystal before kids to remind yourself that you still are that person. You might have changed a bit. You've got different responsibilities, but you're still your own person.
1: Yeah, I think I've gone back to being that confident person. That was me before. Because, I mean, you know, when you're a first time mum or even when a second time mum, your confidence is pretty much shot because yeah. you don't know what's going on. You're navigating life. You don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's just sort of being confident and just making sure that I'm still connecting with my friends, Mm. um, whether they've got children or not. Yeah. Um, being there to, you know, go for a coffee or, you know, go and see a show. Like I'm, you know, in a couple of weeks I'm going to Pink Flamingo to watch some guys take their clothes off. Yes. Um, but you know, those kind of things, it's like where, you know, you get your friends together and you can just talk about things that aren't children or housework Mm. or you know money and all these different things it's it's just making sure that you remember that you are still you Mm. yes you're a mum, but that doesn't mean that you have to stop being the smoking hot bitch that you were before you had the baby she's there she
0: might look a little bit different
1: i mean boobs aren't where they used to be that's (laughs) that's
0: for sure (laughs) well i mean clearly not after becoming a Got, I say looking down at my like wet socks and sand situation that <laughs> just my like, kids have like pick me them with. up like
1: finger just with two fingers, just the skin and you're like, Oh there they are. Oh yeah, Hello. that's all right. That's
0: what's supposed to be there. <laughs> hey, that is what push up bras are all. Which I probably should get some. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. I, I think it's a huge thing and we definitely neglect it because we're like, oh, I've got all these responsibilities now and we find it really hard, I think, to carve out that time because it is really hard. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely all those little things that you can do not to forget about you. Because mm. just because you're a mum doesn't mean that you are just a mum.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, like if you, you, know, if you find that your, your friendships and everything are changing when you have a baby – it's okay
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: because it's all new and you, you aren't that person that you were before. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. you just have to be that friend to be like, you know what? I love you. Everything's okay. If we don't see each other for months, that's totally fine. Yeah. But let's still catch up for, you know, a chat on the phone or, you know, tag them in a meme or an Instagram post and be like, oh my God, this is us. That's basically friendship in 2021, right? Exactly. And if you're not replying on every type of different device at the same time, Uh like Facebook, Instagram, text message, um, TikTok, all that, all at once, then you're not friends.
0: And you need to reevaluate your (laughs) (laughs) friendship.
1: But yeah, the most important thing is just sort of remember to tell your friends that you love them. Mm. And that um yeah, everything's gonna be everything's gonna be okay, guys. It's just a season. It's it
0: just, a, just season. a season.
1: I love that. Um, I know that you didn't make it up but I'm not sure. I gonna type I didn't, but let's just pretend I didn't By Danny. It's just a season by Danny. Mmm, mm,
0: that could be a new new podcast. I love it love that for Do it. all right i think greg's had enough so thank you so much to the beautiful crystal brand for joining me today uh i will put her details in the show notes so if you don't follow her on instagram you can have a creep because she's definitely worth creeping on and i guess the moral of the story is just don't just don't. just don't i love it <laughs> just don't all right thanks crystal for joining me bye bye thanks so much for joining us for a chat I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself if you did feel free to share it on socials and tag at mummy republic or at danny rogers and if you want to hear more conversations click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for in the meantime don't forget to take a breath take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the maze before mommy see you next time